People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hey, Brothers Talk family around the world. We welcome you once again, wherever you're listening in and holding your critical thinking conversations to promote activism and uplift people everywhere. We appreciate you and all first-time listeners for tuning in, and we look forward to you helping with the work of encouraging and educating while we endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals to empower and enrich the Black community. Your weekly coronavirus awareness alert, because we care, is that concern is rising after that moderate increase in COVID cases across the country has been linked to a new variant that has evolved from the Omicron strain that's dominated the COVID scene over the last year. It's different enough that it has its own name, Parola. And as with each new variant, it's more infectious. And as a variant under monitoring, as listed by the World Health Organization, they're following it closely to determine if it's more severe and resistant to existing vaccines. The newest boosters for the existing XBB variants won't be available until September, and they're recommending that you wait until then or even early October when the new formulations have been tested for efficacy against Parola as well. So as always, if you haven't gotten your vaccination, please do so because some protection is better than none. And remember, you should still wear a mask in crowds as the best protection because masks prevent infections and transmission of all airborne respiratory infections. A few weddings, reunions, and vacations are still on the calendar as college students are going off or returning to school with their families, so remember to carry and use plenty of disinfectants to kill all of these viruses that also include the flu, RSV2, and the common cold or rhinovirus, all of which is a good thing to do, period. Come on, people, we can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah. Thanks, Rod. And as usual, family, thank you for your continued support. And we got to keep beating this uh, drum about the uh, coronavirus. I was recently on a, well, Friday, I was on a flight. And I just, to myself, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to count the number of people. I was sitting in the row three, so I got a chance to see everybody who got on the plane. One other person got on the plane, a full flight that had on a mask. And, I, and I'm saying to myself, what is going on here in that me and one other person feel like we're, we're, not, we're not fully protected from this virus? Other folks kind of seem like they're invincible. That's what it feels like to me. What I've been seeing, people seem like they're invincible. But yet we still, like Rod just reported out what's happening with the new virus and i'm concerned now i'm beginning to think that you know this may be some man-made stuff because what i read here recently is that this new virus is smart enough to uh to evade the vaccine to evade whatever they come out with they're having some problems trying to come up with a vaccine for this particular virus 
So I'm my, I'm concerned now. Like mm, I don't know, this may be a, really a money thing. I already thought it was a money thing, but it's really looking like let's keep this thing going here. We got to either thin out the herd and make some money while we're thinning out the herd. And as Rod said, please wear your mask, protect yourself. We got a holiday coming up, and we're gonna have you're gonna have cookouts, you're gonna have parties, whatever. But be conscious of what's going on of your surrounding. And if, if there aren't a lot of people wearing masks in the gathering that you're attending, if I was you, I would kind of keep my distance. No? Thanks, God. And the problem that I have with, with many people in our society, and especially in our community, when something happens to anyone, just a heart attack or a stroke, whatever, many people want to relate that to the vaccine. Anything that happens it's put on the vaccine. And the vaccine has saved statistically thousands of lives, which is obvious. And many people on their deathbed have wished they'd taken the vaccine. Now, it's your right not to take it. But please don't put your baseless opinions on other people's health, health and lives, please. For this week, we're going to give you an example of a good old-fashioned barbershop debate where we have some differing opinions on technology. And the thing about the kinds of old barbershop debates that we grew up on and are familiar with is that nobody came to these debates without having formed an opinion. Now, their opinion might be off base, but at the very least, they had thought it through because they needed to make a case. And so when we were talking about technology, we're looking at how far it has advanced in our lifetimes. And I saw a, a program the other day that was just talking about all the things that we who are basically boomers have seen in our lifetime from a technological standpoint. And it's really pretty impressive stuff. But the other side of that is that they've really noted that we've seen more technological advances in our lifetime than the rest of recorded history. And so that raises the question of how did we get this technology advanced so fast and so quickly? And so there are two schools of thought. And so one has always revolved around the idea that this information could not have evolved from humankind, and therefore it must be extraterrestrial in origin. And then the other point of view, which is that there has been an opportunity to really accelerate the amount of learning there is based on the amount of money that's been placed into the entire technological generation process. So those are the two sides. And so since this is one where Scott and I teed it up, Scott, I'm going to tee it up for you to go first. Well, uh, this is something that I've, I've thought about and talked about with, with different people for a long time. It just seems like, you know, we had this, let's say, let's start with IBM. They had what they call the mainframe computer. At that time, not many people had computers. And, you know, they were like on the leading edge, the cutting edge in terms of technology. But even before that, you know, we was like moving at a snail's pace. Then all of a sudden there was this explosion of just not uh, uh, technology in terms of the computer field, but just everything technologically it got advanced. 
it seemed like almost overnight, but we're talking about a short period of time. That was just some growth. And now it's like accelerating. And I have seen a lot of TV shows, read a lot of things where they're saying that there's been a lot of, I'll say, chatter about the fact that there have been like alien spacecraft that the craft that has crashed and the military recovered those and they reversed engineered them. So you got a lot of people they're saying that, well, you know, we don't have any definitive uh, uh, knowledge about that. But, you know, when you when people are being interviewed, when you see it on TV and they're being interviewed, they're saying that, you know, they've been threatened by the military. We don't know whether it's true or not. But I am in the belief that I'm one of those that do believe that there has been something like that that occurred. And mainly I'm saying that because I watched this show called Ancient Aliens quite a bit or the unexplained, there are a lot of shows that's popping up about the unexplained. Then, you know, they say TV is basically uh, a representation of what's really happening in life. And uh, when when George Lucas uh, did Star Wars and when uh, E.T. came out, the, both of those guys who directed those movies said that they was encouraged by a book that was written by one of these guys called Chariots of the Guards. It was, that was written by one of these guys who was somebody who had been hunting UFOs all his life, studying UFOs. And so when you start looking at, you know, Star Trek and all of these space movies and now, it just appears to me that they're getting us ready to accept the fact that we're not alone. I, I was always under the impression that this technology, that all of these things that, you know, that basically have happened within our lifetime have been a result of the government pouring billions of dollars into space travel, into, into NASA, into espionage, into things that like, we couldn't even imagine years ago, I, like to the point where literally they can put, they have a satellite, you know, they can read from thousands of miles you know, away, you know, uh, the, a newspaper, someone's holding in their hand. I mean, the technology literally has just come from our government and its ability to control us, my opinion. Well, and I kind of come down near that, but I think that some of that supports what Scott was saying that in essence, because, you know, as you said, the NASA part of it. But I do believe quite fully that we are not being told the literally trillions of dollars that have been poured into the development of technology, the development of concepts, because whether it's military, whether it is simply just think tanks, there are lots of these groups out there and we never really hear what exactly they're doing. That's all we're really told is that they are research facilities or that they are think tanks and they literally seem to have like unlimited budgets because of the potential for military application, other kinds of technological advances. And so what makes me suspicious is the fact that they have been as underreported as anything that may have to do with anything extraterrestrial in origin, because we just don't know what that money has yielded and what is produced. and there certainly has always been this this notion that there are these controlling entities out there 
that not only control the governments and militaries and corporations of the world, but they literally control other aspects as well. Now, I don't go so far as to really subscribe to the Illuminati kind of thinking, although I don't know if it's that far-fetched, because I do believe that money runs the world. And so, but I also do believe that there are those folks who, because of the kind of money that they have, are effectively in charge of what technology gets released and when based on their ability to make major profits off of it. And so that's where I kind of come down on the, the flip side, because I just don't know that we have a world that could maintain that kind of secrecy when it comes to extraterrestrial order. I know we hear about Area 51 and those kinds of of stories and, and those shows, they can definitely hook you because I've seen a number of them myself. But I, I don't know if it's any more far-fetched than just believing almost that they got scientists that are locked up somewhere who are being charged with nothing more than coming up with the most technological advance. My thing about this is you got a lot, right now, the military, has, they've had congressional hearings about this stuff. And uh, in some countries, they don't even, it hadn't been secret. They opened their files. Now, here a few years ago, I think it was like Arizona, where a whole bunch of people, even the governor, was in Arizona, one of those states, who actually saw a bunch of UFOs in plain day daylight. They, they was like, it was moving this huge, something like a mile, mile long, mile wide, moving at a very slow pace. Had some seemed like some uh uh some ships escorting it or whatever. Even the governor saw it. People videoed. There there's a lot of documentation, real documentation, where people have actually videoed. There's credible people. When you look at some of the some of these shows like the Unexplained or, or Ancient Aliens, on some of those shows, there these people are you know noted professionals. You can look them up, and they are legitimate people who've been studying this stuff. But the thing that really got me saying that it's something to that is that on some of these uh, archaeological digs, you got people, they've been finding artifacts that's like got gears, like a watch, they stuff like that, that looks like cell phones. And it's like, how it, that's like 3,000 years old or older. And it's like, how in the world? And they, they keep finding stuff like that. That's the kind of thing to say, okay, there got to be something to that. But other than that, just the mere fact of the, you know, how big the universe is, how can we possibly be the possibly be the only intelligent entities in this entire universe? But there's there are just documents, so many documents that the U.S. has finally been a, been been forced to to uncover. And Rod, you're right to release. You're right that there, there is this black hole of money where they said that there are programs that that even some of the presidents, when they asked about this stuff, they're not even given permission to see it. They've been given the run around. So who is running that over the president? Who's controlling that that's denying the president access? Uh, I saw something where they said Bill Clinton asked, George Bush asked, uh, uh, Barack Obama asked, you know, hey, I want to see all this information that you have, on, I, I need to know, is it real? And uh, it's like nothing, you know, kind of thing. So there's something going on there. 
also with NASA. Ask yourself, NASA is huge. Is they they got offices and locations like all over the world. What are they doing? They stu- they're studying the uh they they're, they're studying the universe, but they got a budget that, like you said, uh, nobody knows. We just sending somebody back to the moon after said what what has been like thirty years, or longer than thirty years. Well, what we been doing then? I know we've been, we've been sending you know these these probes to Mars and places like that, but does it take that many people? Uh, I don't know. I need to take a look and see how many people actually work for NASA. And we're talking about government officials, not counting the number of contractors. What are they doing? Well, the first question I would have is, what kind of country do we have when the president can't get access to what's going on within the government? Right. But then JFK learned that the hard way when he tried to eliminate the CIA. So we know today the CIA has many, many, many operations that that no one in the government really knows about, especially our Congress or president. We know that as a fact. And you guys, you know, you made me really, really question where is all the missing money in the Pentagon going towards? They have billions of dollars every year that they cannot account for. Could that possibly be going towards any of these secret technology plans or weapon plans or what have you that we know nothing about? Right, as you mentioned, it's just a big black hole in the government that we need to really put some light on. And so we're probably looking at something that could even be a hybrid of both situations, because we certainly know that when you talk about the Pentagon, that in essence, the Internet does not exist without the military. So it is one of the certainly one of those aspects of where we've seen technology advance in a way that whether it came from something that was previously unknown or whether it came from something that came from outside of our own solar system. Well, those are things that we hopefully will one day learn the truth about, but we don't necessarily hold out a whole lot of hope because I think if you pull that layer back, then we're liable to not ever stop peeling that onion and seeing whatever else is below the surface. Because I take you certainly the point of the artifacts and stuff they can't explain. But I think that to me also just speaks to the arrogance and in general that I think a lot of native cultures were able to do lots of things that they can't explain. And therefore they would rather say it must be extraterrestrial in origin because just like we talked about how the pyramids were not a finished product until they were built in Egypt. But the further down the Nile you went, you saw that those Africans who were responsible for their construction had experimental versions and and prototypes that you can trace back to the the southern tip of the Nile. And so those kinds of things are not the kind of information that white Europeans would really want to have the world recognize that there were Africans who were much further advanced than their their Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon ancestors who were in Europe. So what do you think? Let us know. Is it extraterrestrial or is it super fun? There's so much out there that we just need to be willing to expand our consciousness and try to consider. In our Black Business Spotlight, we've always said that we'll give credit where it's due. 
And because we went in on Dr. Dre for donating $70 million to the private university of Southern California that already had an $8.1 billion endowment. So we have to give props to Sean P. Diddy Combs, who just made good on his pledge to give $1 million to Jackson State University, which has an endowment of $57.6 million. And he did it because he said it was the right thing to do. And he wouldn't be who he is without HBCU. And his grandmom always told him to do the right thing. So by comparison, that $70 million, which is more than the entire endowment of JSU, that's the $70 million that Dr. Dre and his business partner gave to Southern Cal, is only 0.8% or basically a drop in the bucket. Whereas what Combs gave is nearly a 2% increase in their endowment. So that's a wrap for this show. And remember, you can share your thoughts with us and follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us to brotherstalk at gmail.com. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, Let's all do better today because that's all we really have.